0: I was going to say, what are you drinking? You're drinking the Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, right. absolutely. In nine o'clock at night, broadcast in a broadcast oh. mug, which you can see if you're watching this on YouTube because it's the first time we're on video. Woo! Yay! This we're is what we look video. like. Yeah. Um, and you are drinking out of your fraud- new broadcast mug, um, available at thebroadcast.com. Um. And you were drinking Diet Mountain dude. Did you drink the cherry Doctor or Diet Coke thing? I, the
1: Doc Diet Doctor Pepper, Dr. Pepper, Pepper Zero Cherry. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty yes? good. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I liked it.
2: That's a mouthful, of Diet Doctor Pepper Zero Cherry.
0: Yeah, diet. but it wasn't. That's like, not but, really what it's called. It's just not oh, it's just like
2: me. the non-virginated Doctor Pepper, something like that. It, I don't the, know. The,
0: it, the it's Doctor Pepper Zero. You're sideways.
3: Is it sideways? Goddamn! It is. <laughs> <laughs> Did Yay! you just
0: say it's sideways? Goddamn! Yes. Sorry. <laughs> we, oh, you my. can swear. We we have an explicit logo, so we're okay. <laughs> is
3: it crooked now, or is it? No,
4: you're you are straight. Was say
0: you're perfectly straight, but we Fine. know you're Never nice. heard those words in my life. Before. <laughs> oh my god! So, for those of you guys listening we are covering today my 600 pound life um and we're only covering my 600 pound life on this episode and the reason why is because we have a very special guest with us and we have less with us from this week's episode of my 600 pound life
1: yeah hello welcome i
0: totally slid into his dms
2: (laughs) you totally did you totally did
0: so if you guys haven't seen it my 600 pound life on tlc um the learning channel uh this <laughs> week did an episode with their new their new season Their episode this week was with Wes, and we're covering the show anyway, and then Lexi slid into Wes's DMs, and then the rest is history, and now Wes is on my screen. So um, we're going to talk about the episode. We're going to talk with Wes. We're going to talk about his experience. We're going to ask him a bunch of questions. I have a bunch of listener questions for you, which you may or may not be able to answer, or you may or may not want to answer, and that's fine too. Um, So uh, we'll go ahead and get started, Lexi. Yeah, so I wanted
1: to start off by saying I love the show and I went on Reddit because I wanted to see what people had to say about your episode. So I wanted to start off with some positivity because literally every single person on Reddit, which never happens in, a, in the history of Reddit, said great things about you, your dad, the episode, everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start off by reading a couple things just to get into it. Because <laughs> i screenshotted some stuff so you could feel the positivity and love mm-hmm. okay well this one's funny wes is the most linguistically fluent 600 pound life cast member lots of expensive words in this episode and then somebody commented lord he dropped trepidatious on him okay
3: can i interject for one moment
0: absolutely uh, it's your episode you can talk- <laughs> you can interject whatever you'd like
3: so I did the thing that they say you're never supposed to do last night, which was go read the comments. Okay. And, <laughs> and I stumbled across the Reddit thread she's talking about. And yes, I read all I read it from top to bottom. At that oh. time, I've been added since then. But it was hilarious.
0: Did you see the pillowcase one?
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, was you have favorite. to
0: read these for the for the yes. audience because wait, okay.
3: wait, 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 are you talking about the one that said? Uh, first we had purse tacos, and then we had uh, something else, and now we got couch, and uh, now we got um, now we Pillow got pillowcase candy, tacos, <laughs> candy, and then someone and then someone replied to that and said, "Don't forget about couch meatloaf." And I was like, "Oh my God, are you telling me when I was 700 pounds I could have had meatloaf in my couch? I would have loved this." <laughs>
0: and sandwiches in your folds of your fat,
3: right? <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Oh my, well, don't. you know, and an anecdote about that one time when I was bigger, I was taking a shower. I was cleaning myself, and I lifted up a fold of fat, and I heard ting, ting, ting. And I thought, "What the hell is that?" And I looked down. I literally had quarters and dimes falling out from underneath my fat folds. It was insane.
0: You're making Were you literally shitting out quarters?
3: <laughs> right <laughs> from my fat folds, and I have to, I have to apologize right now. I have a cat. He does not do well being put up, so he's walking around. So he might jump in the frame from time to time.
0: That's perfectly okay.
3: Okay. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yes. all animal lovers here. My yes. mind is okay. I'm society, not so no, ahead. no, no. Yeah, no, this is no, your sh- show. Can,
0: wait, you mentioned shower. Can we just start there? Let me just start there. Okay, because okay. every episode of my 600 pound life starts with the shower seat, it's one of our mm-hmm. bingo squares on our bingo card. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not win bingo this week, Natasha won. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Natasha always wins. Um, but it took us a long time to get it because this episode was not full of the things Crash. that. We- the trash parts that we normally get, so you yeah, we kept we it classy. We didn't have anybody sitting on the floor of a van. We didn't, you know, to being transported to Houston. We didn't see stops at fast food on the way to Houston. We didn't, we didn't see any holes in your clothing. I mean, there was so much that we didn't get. We didn't see a potty chair. We didn't even see a CPAP, and and those we we see everywhere. So the shower scene. Mm-hmm. One of my questions from the audience from our listeners is. Oh, my God, how do you not just drop dead filming the shower scene? Yeah, how do you do that? Let's start I, there. I not
3: drop dead, or how does the film crew not drop dead?
0: Both, I guess.
3: <laughs> okay, so the film crew, I, I can't speak for them. I guess I would say that they are probably used to it by now, so it's just like another day for them. You know, kind of like, I, I would liken it to, and this is going to be sad to say, but like a surgeon that... You know, is doing a surgery and the patient dies, and you would think, "Oh my God, I, someone died on my table." Well, for the surgeon, they're probably like, "Okay, that's another day at the office, right?" So I'm He's sure like they probably to yep. right. I'm sure they probably become used to it. Now, for me in general, I have to say that um, even at my heaviest, I was never a um, "I hate my body" kind of person. I was never embarrassed or ashamed of my body. Um, I, was mm-hmm. I, I was ashamed. I was a. Only it's kind of hard to explain, but I was of, I'm a. I'm. I was of two minds. I loved me, right? I had a lot of pain and turmoil. I'm a Gemini, so dual personalities, right? <laughs> I had a lot of pain and turmoil. Turmoil growing up, and so on one hand, I I did the work before I did the show, and I loved me, right? I had to come to terms with loving me. I had to love me to realize. That I needed to do something to change Mm
4: -hmm. and so the
3: first step was accepting yourself and loving yourself and that's what I did um so I I, love that I already I already loved my myself I didn't like the shape of my body but I loved my body Mm -hmm. if that makes sense
0: yes it absolutely does
3: and so um you know this is I don't know what religion people are on or are but you know this is the one body I'm gonna get because I'm you know Christian so this is the one body I'm gonna get so I need to love the body I have I can't spend the rest of my life hating the way I am. Mm
4: -hmm. And
3: um, so I've always loved my body. So in loving my body, I'm also someone that doesn't see anything obscene or, or, um, I would say obscene or uncalled for to show off your body. I think Mm -hmm. bodies are beautiful. You know, they were made to show off. Right. all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. all shapes and sizes you know rock it you got it you rock it even if you're working on getting rid of it rock mm-hmm. it while you're working on getting rid of it and um and so I didn't have any I never like I would go swimming I never had a problem taking my shirt off going swimming I would change in the locker room I never had a problem changing naked in front of the locker room so I thought well you know what I'm gonna do this show I'm gonna commit, I'm, I'm a 100 kind of, 100% kind of person. If I'm gonna to commit to something, I'm gonna commit and see it through. And so I love my body um, and I wanted to show people, and this is one of the big reasons why I did the show. I wanted to show people that a fat person doesn't have to be um, something to be pitied. A fat mm-hmm. person doesn't have to be something mm-hmm. or someone to be ostracized. I was doing that to myself already.
4: Mm-hmm. And I had
3: reached a point when I decided to film the show that I was not in that mindset anymore. So I was working my way out of it. And so full circle, to answer your question, I I um, wanted to show people that a big body can still be beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for you because so many people, including myself, no matter what shape I'm in, have issues like body body issues. And for you <laughs> to be so confident and go on there and say... This is who I am. Mm -hmm. I I have give you all the credit in the world. And I think a lot of the viewers could sense that in you, that you had that confidence and just that determination to succeed. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was just wonderful to watch. It really was.
4: You
3: know, there's a
4: mantra
3: mantra that I I like to live through. And it's, I don't know if I can quote this on the podcast or not, but I'm going to do anyway. I'll give her all credit. The actress, Monique, she was in that movie with, I think bringing home Roscoe Jenkins or something with Martin Lawrence and she played a sister and one of her best lines and it may have got cut in us something the deleted scenes was I'm cute in the face but thick in the waist and mm-hmm. ever since I heard that I was like oh my god like I identify with that like I know not to sound confident or conceited or anything I know that I have a handsome face I was blessed you do good-
0: you <laughs> look fantastic and, and I apologize for not starting <laughs> off this way you look fantastic
3: yes. thank you thank you you know, um, from the
0: episode and everything, but yes, you're, you're.
3: Yeah, and yeah. so I, I was. So whenever I heard that, I identified with "I'm cute in the face, thick in the waist," and you know.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that. Your reason for getting on the show, and I think that whole thing—you answered several of the questions that I—I I know I had. Um, one was going to be: What was your motivation for going on the show? Uh-huh. Um, well, and, I had more of
3: motivation if you want to go into. That. Well,
0: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs>
3: let's let's, so, let's go for it. I also wanted to show people. So probably the, the, the biggest reason was, and I mentioned this in the show partly, you know, I came out at 13. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: First, let's, let's first off by saying I was never in, to be honest, I never was given the luxury in life of being able to pass as a straight man. Uh, (laughs) This is one of the lines I use. I stole it from Leslie Jordan. God rest his soul. I open my mouth and a purse falls out. Well, in my case, I open my mouth, a purse full of dicks falls out into a bigger basket of dicks. So um you no, know, I
0: just say that.
3: Yes. And so you know, and I'm very aware of this. I'm a I'm flamboyant, I'm effeminate. I am what you get what you get with me, right? And um, so I never had the luxury of being able to pass everyone as soon as somebody meets me, they know. Mm-hmm mm-hmm good or bad they know and so um on the flip side of that my, when I came out when I quote unquote came out at 13 to my parents to my dad and, and and him anyway uh it was made very evident and clear to me that I that that was not acceptable and so we started uh a period or a lifestyle of don't ask, don't tell, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how well
0: that policy worked out on yeah, the national yes.
3: level, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I had become so comfortable in the don't ask, don't tell that I kept finding excuses because I am a procrastinator. I have ADHD. Procrastination is my biggest thing. So
0: do we. So so do do all do of us, all
3: three of us do too. <laughs> and, and so I, you know, I had found found kept finding excuses to procrastinate not having that conversation with my dad and thereby forcing me to live in the self-imposed closet in regards to my family. And um so when the show became an opportunity for me, I thought, you know what? I need to do this and talk about being gay on camera because once I say it on camera and it gets out there, it ain't going back.
1: It's real, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's there. Real.
3: You know, it's it can't be denied. And if it, you know, it's just it is what it is. And so that's the biggest reason why I did it. Interesting
0: because that's another uh, that leads right into actually another listener question <laughs> that we have which is has he talked to his dad about his sexuality again does his dad accept him now where and the last one where is his mom? And you don't you can answer as much or as little of those questions as you would like.
3: So um I will get to that in a second to okay. go back first question real quick. Uh, another major reason why I did it was because I also talked about being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse.
0: Yeah. Mm.
3: And um, they didn't, uh, there were some things said um, that didn't make it onto the show um, that were much darker uh, that happened to me as a result uh, during that time period. And so um, I don't, I know that people maybe heard that I talked about it, but I don't think they got the the severity of it and i just want to say that it it was about as as bad as it can be in regards to that it was mental it was physical it was emotional it was verbal it was all kinds of abuse it was sexual it was all kinds of abuse um so that being said i it it that trauma i carried around for a very long time and i internalized it Mm -hmm. um I was so ashamed of what happened, and uh, repulsed by it that a part of me—excuse <clears throat> me—a part of me was repulsed with myself because it happened to me. Right? Mm-hmm.
4: And that's
3: that—that's that dichotomy I talk about of mm-hmm. love myself but also repulsed. Yeah. And so, um, and there goes another one of those big words they talk about, uh-huh. but expensive words as expensive words, our listeners right? call them. And so, um, I had. And again, I say prior to the show, I had started doing a lot of work on myself. And I had gotten to a place where I had I had to let go of that shame. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted people, I wanted other people that went through that, that experience that I experienced. I wanted them to know that you can come through it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It doesn't have to hold you back,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, and this is what this, this is what holding on to it looks like. This is what you look like inside, you know. This is what you do to yourself inside. And I wanted my episode to kind of be um, a gradual process for them to see that as you let go of that shame, you transform. Mm. You become something else. You 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 become. You get rid of that ugliness inside of you, that freak show that everyone sees it as, and and you you live your life so that that, that's that's the main reasons why i did the show
1: that's beautiful and i'm sure you've gotten a lot of messages already just in
4: Mm
1: -hmm. i'm sure like the supportive messages and Mm -hmm. i i just find that you know as a gay child man now living in texas the abuse you endured i to see everything you just said to hear everything you just said is is really beautiful and thank you You for sharing
3: Thank you, and thank you for saying that. And you know, it's funny. I get told all the time by other friends that I, I'm a huge gaming nerd. That first and foremost, that's that is my. I'm a gamer. And so so Hanakawa, Hanakawa.
0: meet West. <laughs> West meet Hanakawa.
3: <laughs> with so, so well, I. You. Know, what, we'll talk about gaming in a second. And so <laughs> I. Uh, and so I have friends from all over the states, all over the world, all over right. the country, right? And a lot of them say, "God, you know, you're 37." why do you still live in a very small conservative rural town? Why don't you live where you can be free or something? And I say, I'm not letting those people dictate where I can live in my life. I have just as much right to live Mm -hmm. in this community and have my voice heard in this community and be myself in this community Mm -hmm. as anybody else does. And I will not let them run me out of
0: That is amazing. I have um, several friends, um, several very progressive friends that live in and around Houston, Austin area. And I asked them the same question, not on a, like a, what are you still doing in Texas, but just as mm-hmm. on a, you know, intellectually curious level, like, what is it about Texas? And, and um, they, they have similar responses. Like um, one woman I know in Austin is a, um, she's actually a minister. Um, mm-hmm. And she's, she's one of these, you um, She wears like a rainbow uh, cloth thing. Mm -hmm. You know, she's very, very, um, very, very progressive minister. And so Mm -hmm. she's like, these women and these people of color and these, um, you know, people in the LGBTQ community, they need me here. There are people here who need Mm -hmm. me. And that's why I'm here, you know, to, you know, I I can handle being around Mm -hmm. the crazies and the da-da-da-da, but, you know, they
3: need me, so. Right. Well, and and I'm also... I'm also a very political person, you know, and whether or not you, someone else says that's up to them. I know I am. I'm a very mm-hmm. political person. Um, <clears throat> I think politics are probably one of the most important things in our daily lives. You know, it affects, it t- It affects and touches everything that we do. You know, it affects what we breathe. It affects what we eat. It affects what we drink. It affects what we wear. It affects us. And so, um, even before I was on national television, you know, or anything, I, I, I identified myself as an activist, right? In and in any small kind of capacity, I was doing something to fight back against that. Like, mm-hmm. those issues. And um, that's another reason why I still live in a very rural area because I want, it's almost like a political protest saying, uh-uh, no, I'm mm-hmm. here, I'm queer. Get used to it
4: <laughs>
3: um so now your other question i'm <laughs> the three-parter other, yeah remind me what your other question was again
0: okay so the other question was have you talked to your dad about your sexuality again and and that went into you know you kind of did and the show um, as a way to do this opening so i you know how those go together um do you, does your dad accept you now based on what we saw on the show, you guys have a good relationship. We'd love to hear more about that. And um, then the other one, if you feel comfortable talking about it is where's your mother?
3: So my dad, I did come out to my dad. Uh, well, I, I don't, I don't wanna say come out because that implies that I was not out. Mm-hmm. I had the conversation with my dad to let him know that this topic was gonna to be discussed on the show. And it went over much better than I expected. You know, you probably always hope for the worst or expect the worst hope for the best, you know? Right. And uh, so I just expected things to go south. And luckily they, they didn't. Um, you know, my dad is a man of a certain age from a certain part of the country. And um, so I don't know if he's accepted me being gay but he's accepted me living my life as i am Mm -hmm. and as i said uh to an interview that i did yesterday morning for the show you know my dad and i have a relationship that's constantly evolving today it's better than it was yesterday and tomorrow it'll be better than it is today um and uh I, but I, and I will come will commend my dad and say, even though he made it very clear that homosexuality was not allowable,
4: mm-hmm. even
3: though he made it very clear that he didn't want that in his life, he also never forced me to be anything other than myself. He allowed me to be who I wanted to be, go where I wanted to go and do what I wanted to do.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great to hear.
1: Yeah, and you could tell in just watching the episode how much he he loves you. I mm-hmm. I, I think that came across yeah very strong. I, I felt that way at least. I know a lot of people did. They said, "Look at he's he may not agree, but he look he's there for a son." You could just tell that he mm-hmm. truly loves you.
4: Yes, yeah, does. like
0: um, yeah. I mean, he he clearly was there for you and supportive of you, and you guys clearly had. A mutually respectful relationship of each other, um, which seems it's not something you see on the show very often. You see really terrible dynamics and things like that. And, you know, there's often very much, you know, the childhood trauma and 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 things that are all related and tied up in, into that. And and there was clearly obviously some of that as well. Um, so to see you guys interacting in this mutually respectful way was really like your whole episode was a breath of fresh air it was 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 refreshing yeah it was was a really feel-good episode and not just because like you did well but because you you as a person like your personality just comes off the screen and it's doing it again now and and people I think immediately I know that was us as I group watched it with my girlfriends (laughs) that you know we were all like wait, we really like this yeah. guy. We like this. Episode. I hope he, you know, well, the other shoe doesn't drop.
1: <laughs> and I didn't tell Katrina I reached out to you until after ah. you said yes. I was like, I just
0: felt compelled to
4: send you Lexi's a message. Lexi's always
1: talking to people. I have no well, idea. Yeah. And, and you had like, uh, you had, you know, very minimal followers. I'm like, I don't even know if this is the real account, but we'll see what happens. And so yeah. I'm glad yeah. I did because you, you're awesome. You're amazing. Yeah.
3: You know, it's funny. I I, I have other Instagram accounts, right? Because mm. that's what we messaged. Um, but, I specifically created that page mm-hmm. um, and I'm starting, it was starting to transition all of, con- con- consolidate all my other pages into one, onto that one. And so um, I specifically created that one for the show to hopefully, you know, let's be honest at the end of the day, yeah, this show's good. It gives a good message, but it's also a business.
1: Of course. Oh, for you, sure. know,
3: you know, let's c- call the elephant in the room. It's also, oh, a yeah. you know, part of the mm-hmm. reason why I did the show is I wanted to get a little bit of social media following. Maybe a lot, you know, I wanted to do that. I was a theater major. I was a drama kid. I wanted to be on Mm -hmm. stage. I wanted to be on show business, you know? So hopefully this might be my foot in the door to get something in that.
1: Well, that was Um, going to be a question of mine too, the
0: theater,
3: but you know. Yeah, yeah, the
0: theater. I have a question. What play were you and your dad seeing?
3: So. Was it Picasso? uh, I'm not sure exactly and this is where I don't know if I can talk too much about this okay I will just say I will just say that I have very good friends that's a community theater right Mm -hmm. and I have very good friends on the board of that community theater and when I called them to help me out they made it happen
0: oh okay okay
3: got it Mm -hmm. understood and um so and um but uh so going back to the social media um mm-hmm. so when uh katrina i i'm assuming when she saw it, it was i think i maybe had 12 followers i think oh, so that, when
0: lexi I love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. i'm
3: so sorry I it's okay <laughs> i'm bad with names Good the face is bad with names it's all, uh, good. So, all uh, good when lexi when lexi reached out to me i think I, I may have had 12 followers on that page there weren't many uh mm-hmm. and most of them were probably my friends or or family
0: I would uh, I dare to ask you what what how many you're at right now as we record this on um let's see Thursday um, night 24 see. hours after the show's there right <laughs> let's
3: see uh right knowing now,
0: the I, fandom the way that I do
3: <laughs> so right now I have 22 223 notifications that I haven't looked at and this is after I've been looking at notifications all day so that's great um but my follower account right now, is up to six
0: hundred and eighty-seven. Nice. <laughs> all right. Well, um so. drop your handle right here. We're, we're gonna go link it all, but you can tell us your handle yeah. right here. Well,
3: so follow me on my Instagram is my six hundred pound, and that's all one word, my six hundred pound LB life or yeah, my six hundred pound life and then West, my name. So it's all one word. My six hundred pound life. Wes. And there's two S's in your name. And there's two mm-hmm. S's in my name. And then uh, my Facebook is West W E S S period Schultz S C H U L Z E, and same thing for my Insta. Uh, same thing for my Twitter.
0: Excellent, and we'll link that all down below and stuff too. So that's.
3: And that's I will. Right. I will also say, since we're talking about social media, I am, and I told this to Lexi. I am developing and with two other good friends of mine a podcast of our own. Awesome. Um, and it's going to be called Court of Queers. Uh-huh. And, and uh, it is going to be about uh, LGBTQ lifestyle, things associated with that in the fetish community.
0: Oh, um, okay.
3: And Which any means- other that we're talking about.
1: That's super exciting. Wait, Hannah, were you saying
2: something about the fetish community? No.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I hear
2: she fetish community.
0: I automatically go to she you. gets You're She my gets my all excited. She's like, oh,
3: fetishes. Yeah i heard yeah. you like that <laughs> no
2: but then you,
0: you you educate me about them because you're like my yeah. expert my fetish I, expert. I try
2: i'm not in all corners of the there's too many corners but <laughs> right, um, right right and they're not all defined but i know but you taught me rule, rule
0: 34 <laughs> is that what you ta- you ta- she tried to teach me that so <laughs> well, i don't know what
1: rule 34 is can somebody tell me Wes? Just
0: pick your favorite
2: childhood cartoon and put rule 34 you will find out very quickly
4: Mm-hmm. Well, don't mind if I do. Do it in in needle
3: mode, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's all my social media stuff. Now, yeah, my mom, um, my mom is done my life. Unfortunately, um, during, prior, right before the filming and during the filming, she ended up having to have a double lung transplant. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so she's doing much better now okay Uh, she has uh she's on the road to recovery every day she gets stronger um but she just wasn't you know health comes first and so that's Mm. what she is
0: okay but you have a relationship with her now so
3: i do yes i do and actually since filming i have moved as you can see this is this is not that god-awful house i was living in i shouldn't say god-awful because uh it was very fortunate that I got to live there because it was affordable. and so mm-hmm. at the time it served the needs it served mm-hmm. um, but I have moved from there. I um,
0: understand that completely <laughs>
3: they' done that <laughs> and um and you know my curtains are beautiful so I do I <laughs> yeah. And so um I now actually live across the street and two blocks down from my mom.
0: Oh
1: okay
3: okay yeah good.
1: Yeah, because they didn't, you know, go into it too much. And I didn't know how much was editing or if you just didn't want to talk about it. So it's nice to know that you do have a relationship yeah. with her.
3: Yes, yes. Good. I will say, and, and well, maybe this might touch on one of your other questions. So I'll I'll just, I'll let y'all take over. <laughs> from <this> y'all show. <laughs> uh,
0: you're, oh, it's fine. I could just sit listen to you for hours. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I probably will. Thank you. Thank um, you the so the 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 shower scene is always followed by an eating scene and it's always like it, it the scene has several several purposes right you got to show uh-huh. how how the person gets um the food you know if there's an enabler that brings it to them you know how do they take care of themselves you know things like that right it shows all those things and you your scene was no different you know you were sitting there eating um Br- uh, br- breakfast burritos
3: breakfast tacos, um, yeah. tosta- oh, breakfast, tostadas. You- tacos oh. breakfast tacos oh tacos tacos yeah <laughs> breakfast tacos. Hey, i'm I'm part mexican and i'm from a very mexican area so they're tacos they're <laughs> oh, legit tacos they, too we don't have legit tacos these so
0: fucking good
3: <laughs> yeah they were like i think they were barbacoa and they were chorizo on egg and i oh. think uh bean and egg or something yeah they were good oh
0: that chorizo and egg man oh that's such a good combination <laughs> yes. um and those great tortillas and anyway so look good you had this takeout container you say you you know you order from whatever uber eats doordash whatever you know an app on your phone you didn't specify <laughs> <laughs> um and um i mean you know that it, that wasn't a takeout that wasn't to go that was catering right like <laughs> like to be honest right that's that many things um <laughs> Can you talk about that scene at all? Is there anything you want to share with us about that scene?
3: Um, That was a normal breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, you don't get, at one point I was 738 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You don't get to be 738 pounds by eating carrots and and kale, right? Right. Um, and, And I touched on it a little bit in the show and I, and, And you have to forgive me because it's been a very long time since I filmed. And then um, I, last year I had COVID. And since then I've gotten long COVID, Mm, uh, the long COVID and it affects my memory. So my short-term memory is not that well, not that good. Um, I watched it yesterday, but everything was a blur. Anyway, um, where was I going? I got off topic. So breakfast, tacos.
0: You talk about to be getting 738 to, yeah. Pounds. Oh, yeah, which which, which
3: you carry pounds.
1: very well. I mean, even I mean, but like I, I yeah. was shocked because yeah. you every time I see somebody that is seven hundred pounds, I mean, you can barely they can barely walk, and you're getting you up, you're yeah, yeah you,
3: your
0: things bedridden yeah. and yeah. I, I
3: was I was very fortunate that even at my biggest, I could be fairly independent.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I could bathe myself, I could clean myself. Um Now, when I got a I, I want to say when I surpassed probably when I surpassed seven hundred, uh, that's when I couldn't I could no longer drive because I, I I legitimately could not fit behind the wheel. I couldn't shut the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why my dad drove everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm back to driving. I was like, yay! yay! Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, so the uh, the tacos were I had mentioned that I had an addiction to food.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, you can
3: you can develop an addiction to anything. Yes. You know. And um you're talking to an
0: alcoholic. So yes. Okay, okay.
3: <laughs> so my addiction was food. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. it it was it had gotten to the point where I would eat so much that I would get a, a high off of it. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume it's like high for heroin or anything else. Mm-hmm. Um and I would get such a high off of it that it would be like a, this euphoric feeling and it, I, I would pass out from it.
0: Oh. Yeah.
3: You know, nice. like if you've ever seen someone do any other recreational drug that does yes. that, you know, they get so high. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and that would happen to me. every. I would eat and I would eat, get so high that I would fall asleep and sleep for an hour to get up, eat again, get so high fall asleep. Cycle, cycle, cycle,
0: cycle, cycle. Mm-hmm. God, that sounds amazing. But again, you're talking to another
3: <laughs> adage. So I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Can I ask you a question about,
1: we saw in the episode you talking to Dr. Paradise. Oh, um, we're skipping ahead you, to
0: therapy. Okay.
1: I, I actually love kinds Dr. Of Paradise. I questions about this area. You know, I love Dr. P. I, yeah. I, I mean, I loved, I love him from what I can see. But um, mm-hmm. are you, conti- if you don't mind me asking, are you continuing to do therapy to work on the addiction part or
3: I am I, I am in therapy. It's you know it's I'm in therapy um and I'm I'm working on that. Uh it is something that I will never be rid of. It's Correct. something that I have to learn Ames. to cope with. Ames. Right. You know, <laughs> something that I have to I have to learn to cope with. Um and and I've done it. I'm doing it hopefully to suit my own horn fairly well. Um but it is it is a struggle every day.
0: Yeah. Um, but backing up a little bit, you said at the beginning of the show, you said that you had done a lot of work already to learn mm-hmm. to love yourself by, prior to being on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you, did you do therapy for that? If there, you know, what you did to work on that, to get you to the point that we saw on the show of you talking to Dr. Paradise.
3: So throughout the years, on and off throughout the years, I've been in and out of therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I would go for a little bit, and then my ADHD procrastination would kick in, and then I wouldn't go anymore. And then I'd be so embarrassed from that, I would find another doctor, go a little bit. Cycle happens. Uh, then I would, you know, uh, I worked in the oil and gas industry for many, many years. It's a very volatile industry. Mm, um, yeah. And I I worked in bookkeeping and accounting, and um, I would work for an I would work for an oil company for six months to a year, and then they would go out of business.
4: Mm -hmm. And then I'm
3: like finding the jobs Then I wouldn't have insurance and I couldn't have money. So, you know, it was just a whole, it was like a whole amalgamation of things that just Mm -hmm. um, compounded uh, to why I kept in and out of therapy. It wasn't until July of 2021 when I was in hospital, I I got hospitalized for COVID Mm. and
4: um,
3: I had never, I'd never been, in the hospital before never had surgery never needed to go to the hospital mm-hmm. um I was, again very fortunate that I was that healthy I mean it was to the point where like uh I would go to the doctors and they would run blood tests and they'd get the results back and this is not COVID this is just my health in general they would get the results back and you could literally every doctor I'm not lying every doctor I would see you would literally see them they would look at the results and they would get this like puzzled look on their face and then look at me and then kept flipping through their things and i eventually got to the point where i would say yes i know i don't have high cholesterol Mm -hmm. at that time i didn't have high blood pressure i'm not diabetic you know healthy other than being overweight Mm -hmm.
0: you didn't have the
3: like comorbid
0: yeah Yeah. and and yeah
3: and so i never i just never had to worry about the doctor business right and um so i got hospitalized for covid well this was at the height of it. So, you know, they were very taking all their precautions. So they, I was hospitalized. I was, um, I was sealed off from everybody, you know, no, Mm -hmm. the doc, no, the nurses and doctors never came in to talk to me unless it was specifically to do their rounds. And then they were out. Like Mm -hmm. it was, you know, and I had never been to the hospital. I'm two hours away from my family, from anybody I know Mm -hmm. I'm in this hospital. Um, so all I had time to do was just sit there and think. Mm. And um, you know, I, I, I talk about how even at my weight I was able to live independently mm-hmm. and take care of all of my needs, including hygiene needs, like mm-hmm. myself after using the restroom, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Let's just get that out of the way. I know everybody's question. Oh my God, could you wipe someone's ass that way? Yes, I could. <laughs> that wasn't but, on
0: my list, but
1: was not on my list. on somebody's <laughs> list of questions
3: for sure. Because
0: when somebody can't, they show like the dude who has the cane and put mm-hmm. the toilet mm-hmm. paper on the end of the cane. And I'm like, do you rip like your asshole apart every time you wipe? Right. Because that's got to Well,
3: well I, I was so big because I, aside from being overweight, I'm a man that was born with hips and thighs. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got a big ass, big thighs, big hips. Um, and that, that works good for me finding the men, by the way. But
0: um, <laughs> Well, we're getting to that later.
3: <laughs> oh, I can't wait. And, and so, um, so I was too big to even use one of those, uh, what they, they call them uh, bathroom aids.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I was too big to use one. I, I just could not reach myself with that. So. I had my home set up with um, bidets and Ooh. attachments in my shower that I could clean myself with. Um, okay. but I could only be independent in my home.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah I guess because sure. you had
3: it all mm-hmm. right I had it all there. I couldn't go on trips. I couldn't mm-hmm. go on vacations. When I worked in an office, I would literally hold myself from using any sort of the restroom for that I worked in bookkeeping and accounting for the 10 to 12 hours that I was there. Oh. Yeah. Um, and near the end of my working life, and I know this, I hope this isn't going to into too much detail, but hey, I took a shower on national. That okay. <laughs> you <laughs> <That's> know, <television.
0: laughs> where do you go from there?
3: <laughs> right. My very last office job, I got to the point where I couldn't hold it anymore. So I would use the restroom and not be able to clean myself and then just have to sit in, in that filth in myself all day
4: mm-hmm.
3: in my private office. Hey. And so I would carry bottles of Febreze, like Febreze air freshener, with me, and mm-hmm. I would spray it everywhere. I would. Uh, I bought um, disposable pet pads, and I would put them on my office chair, and I would line my my pants with them,
4: mm-hmm. um,
3: so they, you know, nothing got hurt. And the, and I would do my job. I would do my work because I didn't come from money. I have to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I did what I had to do to get by.
1: I appreciate your transparency and openness and talking about it because there is going to be somebody listening to the show that is going through that for sure. And you bringing that up 100% Mm -hmm. is right.
3: And, and, and so this going full circle back to the hospital. So when I was in the hospital, I didn't have my, my things to, to take care of myself. Mm
4: -hmm. So I
3: had to rely on the nurse's aides to do things for me. And that was so humiliating and, and degrading and it's, and it also forces you to stop being in denial, you know, cause now, you know, I could, I could procrastinate and push it to the back of my mind because I could still do it myself. Help. Mm-hmm. But now I can't do it. Now I have to ask for help.
4: Yeah.
3: And so, um, I vowed to myself when I was in the hospital that I would not ever have to unless it was an emergency, you know, unforeseen mm-hmm. circumstance, you're mm-hmm. no fault of my own. <laughs> I, I would never allow that to happen to me again. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first, that was the day. And I remember it clearly it was July. It was July 11th of 2021. Mm.
4: Uh,
3: that I vowed that I would make some changes and, um, that i would not live like that and so i started um going online reading books watching website what web, you know listening to podcasts watching mm-hmm. uh, videos on um loving yourself self-actualizing and loving yourself okay and, and um the biggest one that helped me the most maybe and this might tie back into the very first question the biggest one that helped me the most and I think it came from Oprah. I could be wrong. Was because um, you know Oprah's a goddess, right? But she is absolutely Facts. <laughs> Was um, I would stand naked, completely naked, in front of a full-length mirror every day, and I would look at myself for one minute every day, completely naked, and just look at myself, not think about anything, not uh, distract myself, because at that size you know, and this might be another question. And if it is, I'm sorry, I'm t- 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 touching on it. But at that size, you know, a lot of people say, how did you get to that size and not realize it?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you realize it, you know it, mm-hmm. but you're you're delusional, right? You, you delude yourself. And so you get to the point where you can look in a mirror, like when you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you can look in a mirror and you just look at your teeth.
4: Mm-hmm. You don't
3: look at your body. You don't look at yourself. At least I almost be right, at least for me, right? And so forcing myself for just one minute a day to stand in front of mm. that mirror and look at my body. Look at myself and know and tell and, and then tell yourself, this is not healthy, but this is you. And you have to love yourself. You can work on yourself. And in fact, working on yourself is showing yourself that you love yourself.
4: You have to love Mm -hmm.
3: yourself, you know. You have to love yourself enough to know that you need to get help. You need to Mm -hmm. fix it. And so, and so uh, doing that and just determination and sheer will got me mentally to a place where I was ready to go forward.
1: And you said the hospitalization, that was like July 2021. Are uh-huh. you allowed to tell us, and you and you did all that, which is fantastic. I took some notes because my postpartum journey slash momod, <laughs> it needs some, you know, I need, I need to focus on myself as well. So I'm definitely going to join that. But um, when did you film? Between the time that all this happened and the filming of the show, or, or how did that even come about? If you can't talk about it, yeah, I like totally get it. When
0: You contacted the show and then you got Cast and I, start filming, or can you? Yeah, that timeline.
3: I I am not, and maybe I should have asked this before I went on the show with with you guys. I I'm not sure if I can tell about the casting process. Sure, it's
1: fine. No worries.
3: No worries. But I I can say that I filmed in 2022. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair. Good. Good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you contacted the show. And then you went through this journey that we see you go on, on the, on the Mm -hmm. show. And of course they obviously can't show everything, you know, it's several Mm -hmm. months in between appointments. And so what we see on the show is you, you guys go to the first appointment and you get your initial weigh in, you know, you talk and then you go in for your second weigh in and you hadn't lost much weight at all. Um, And, and I think there was a collective, Oh no. And, um, but then you started opening up with Dr. Now and you started telling him well, the weirdest yeah, guess... of
1: the real that I've ever seen on the show.
0: Yeah. And you're, you know, we, one of the squares in bingo is, I don't know what happened. I've been following the diet because they always say that when you've seen mm-hmm. them eating, you know, fried chicken and all these things, mm-hmm. you just came out with it and said, you know, I'm just not following your, your diet enough. I'm just not doing <laughs> it. I'm not doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about what was sort of happening with you at that moment? Um, you've got such insight about where you've been in your journey. I would love to hear what else was going on that you suddenly were like, I'm just going to be honest with him. Because up to that point, you're like, oh, I've been doing the work. I've been yeah. trying to like
1: switch like there, there was a switch
0: that happened because then it was like, game Mm -hmm. time you You know know? actually i'm not you know you you, you're saying the right things on on camera and then suddenly you're like you know what no so like can talk me through what happened there
3: um doctor now doctor now is like your dad or your parent that (laughs) they don't say they don't say i'm mad at you Mm -hmm. disappointed i'm disappointed in
1: you oh that's so much worse which is worse (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was sitting there and I was hearing what he was saying. Um, but I was also thinking in my head, this is enough. This is stupid. You know, here you are broadcasting your naked ass on all of the national television, and you're sitting in this chair and you're making a fool of yourself, and you're not a fool. Mm. and so I just copped up to it you know Mm. why belabor it I -hmm. was yeah yeah I was I was eating Twinkies I was eating cookies I was having um sodas (laughs)
0: did you say sodas you did say sodas
3: (laughs) yeah let me let me stop real quick about that oh I was a theater major like I said right Mm -hmm. and so I had a very um, southern, very, very thick Southern accent. I don't think I do anymore, thankfully. No, um, I, really
1: I would have never known that you were no, from Texas if I didn't
3: know. I, I had a very, very, very... And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people having a Southern accent. Right. It's just for somebody that wanted to pursue the entertainment business... Correct. That can be a very... Uh, that can be a barrier to your success.
0: My husband it's, is in broadcasting, radio broadcasting, uh, okay. and he had a very southern accent. I've seen videos; yeah. and it's really, really yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah, you've met him, Lexi. You you would not guess it in broadcasting school.
3: Yeah, and it was
0: like taught out of him.
3: Yes, <laughs> e- exactly. Speech. I was I was doing the, a play called The Crucible. And, oh, I did
0: that in uh, high school? Yes.
3: Okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't The Crucible. I'm so sorry. It was in it was Night Must Fall. I okay. was doing a play called Night Must Fall. Okay. And the the director stopped me and he said, oh my God, Wes, I don't, he started laughing. I don't know how to tell you this. You're clearly doing a British accent because it was set in the English countryside. I can I can tell it's an, it's a British accent, but I can also tell you're from a small town in South Texas. <laughs> 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 and so he said, um, we need to work on that. And so I, I, I was sent to speech classes mm-hmm. and elocution lessons yes. and, um, and was trained out of me. Right. That being said, um, I will, if I'm around other people with a heavy accent, <laughs> uh, my family, other just people in the, you know, in the neighborhood, um, it will come back very quickly and I can mm-hmm. hear myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to stop it and then make a point pointed effort not to do that. And so I wasn't paying attention to how I was speaking when I was saying it when I said sodies. And it,
1: uh, <laughs> I thought it was like a little ode to,
0: you know,
4: thousand pound sisters. Right. I don't
0: know if I should be offended that Kaya kept calling me Tammy today. She did. My daughter,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say poison, but my daughter loves Thousand Pound Sisters, so she's like Tammy, Amy, Tammy. So we then put it on. Kat- her. <laughs> so she called Katrina Tammy, and then I said, "What does a cow say?" She says, "Moo." What does a pig say? Oink. And then she's going through the animal sounds. It's like, "What does Mama say?" She goes, "Moo." I was like me i'm like <gasps> oh <my laughs> i have it on video it's hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah i was like okay that
0: child <laughs> okay calling her
1: tammy me moo okay I'm like, like, whatever.
3: okay
1: Cannot. all right miss kaya okay yeah um
3: you know children children <laughs> are are honest
1: they are though <laughs> yes they are, they,
3: are. they are brutally honest um,
1: crazy yeah is crazy, crazy.
0: <laughs> So okay, mm-hmm. so you decided to just finally just be real yeah. with Doctor Now. Were you were you getting real with yourself? No, I, I, as an alcoholic who's seven plus years in recovery, I remember the moment I surrendered and just like felt safe and decided to just be honest. I mm-hmm. remember those moments mm-hmm. at the beginning of my sobriety journey. Is that did that is that when that happened for you? as well or or what what was going on with like were you just telling were you telling him that or, or had you you already made the the leap in your head
3: so you know we talk about delusion a lot right at that way you can delude yourself and um i was still under a lot of delusion i was deluding myself a lot and so when i say on camera oh i'm doing the work do it up you know mm-hmm. prior to the meeting at that time i believed i was okay that wasn't being deceptive and mm-hmm. saying that you know okay. that hindsight now it, it was but subconsciously it probably was mm-hmm. but i was not i had believed i had made myself believe
0: you thought you that, were doing the work that at I was the, doing time. the work.
3: right yep and so uh and and then and you think to yourself i'll just have half a cookie mm-hmm Mm-hmm. and you have half that cookie mm-hmm. and then 10 minutes later you think well you know I could have a little more mm-hmm. and so you have a little more well by the end of the day you've had 12 cookies right mm-hmm. you know and so um stepping on that scale and seeing that I had only lost what I had only lost um, I think, 10 points at that time um It's one of those moments again, it's, it's, I would liken it to like, say you're standing at the back of a room Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and somebody is at the doorway and they're talking and you can see that they're talking, but you can't hear them. And then you stand on that scale and you see that number and it hits you. And so it's like, you now go from the back of that room to being right in that person's face Mm -hmm. and it's just right there, you know, and that's all you can see. And it, mm-hmm. jars, so it was
0: The magic moment walking down to room five, mm-hmm. the infamous room five. Mm-hmm. It was, that's where the magic happened. That yes, was the, was, that was the God shot as, it, yeah. as we would say.
3: Yeah. It was like standing on that scale, seeing that number. And then the walk from that scale to that office, it just starts sinking in and you start thinking. And, and, um, I had just had enough of, of the delusion and the lies, Mm -hmm. I was just over it. I was done with it. Mm -hmm. And so I just copped up to it. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And, um,
0: well, it seemed to work. It seemed to be genuine mm -hmm. because between that and your next meeting, like you lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. You know,
1: how how good did that feel to have Dr. Now look at you and say how, you know, Good job, or whatever he said. I can't remember, but it was like me for that. He smiled. I saw a smile. He smiled
3: at you. I, that man knows what he's doing, you know? And so when he's talking to you and he's talking, he's, I don't want to say berating, but he is being truthful with you, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: holding you Uh,
1: accountable. And when he's holding you
3: accountable, uh, again, I can't speak for him, but I can just say that it, My impression is that every word he says is deliberate.
4: Mm.
3: He says it to make an impact. And so if you allow it to make an impact on you and you do what you need to do and you make him happy, then he's proud that you made him happy. Mm. He may not tell you he's proud that he made you, that you made Mm -hmm. him happy. But his body will tell you, his body language will.
0: You can tell, you can tell the difference in that. Mm -hmm. And so how'd that make you feel? I mean, I'm sure we couldn't convey it. It couldn't be conveyed on camera. But Mm -hmm. at this point, you know, you knew you were actually doing the work at this point, right? Because, you know, you had that, you had that moment. Clearly you were doing the work. So you knew you were doing the work. But there's still probably like a wonder, like, what am I, is it going to show? Like, you know, should I have tried to take an extra shit this morning and and get that last <laughs> pound, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see that number come up. How to make you feel seeing that? Fulfilled. Yeah.
3: So, you know, that old saying where they say, if you tell a lie, you have to continuously remember that lie and keep, mm-hmm. and think mm-hmm. about it. So when someone asks you something, you have to think about what you said previously and then hold right. it up to it. But when you tell the truth,
0: you only have to remember one story. You only have to remember
3: one story, right? <laughs> yep. And we uh, talk
0: about that often in uh, <laughs> in my circles.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so seeing the, those results, um, it was just like relief because it's mm. like, okay. I did what I was supposed to do. I don't have to uh, wonder what I did wrong. I Mm -hmm. don't have to maybe come up with an excuse, try to come up with an excuse, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I only have to remember one story. And so um, it's a great feeling.
0: Amazing, amazing. Um, So much more to get to, just taking a quick break. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be right back. Hey, broadcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. but it doesn't at all I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic I absolutely love it and it's super super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu. And we're back. Um, So you just had this moment, lost your hundred pounds. He approved you for surgery. I I want to say in record time, but it wasn't. It was actually like four or five months, right? Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Something like that. Um, But on the show, often that's record time because they come back time and time again. Sometimes they never get approved. Mm -hmm. You get approved for your surgery. Holy shit, you go in for your surgery. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Um, Take me through what you were feeling okay, you got this, you got this, this, this new tool, but you know, as you've learned, it's, that's just one tool in your toolbox and stuff. So you wake (laughs) up, you're this transformed person, so to speak. Um, Take me through what you were thinking about this next step of your journey.
3: I had never had surgery before.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: I had never been put on anesthesia before. Um, And you hear, so many horrible things happen, you know, to people, they die, you know, that was the biggest thing. They die. I think to myself, Oh my God, I've done all this work. I've come all this way. And now I'm going to die on the operating table because oh, no. that's <laughs> my anxiety. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, anxiety. I have anxiety. And so that just happens, you know? And um so my mind went there immediately. You're approved for surgery. Oh my God. I'm going to die on the operating table. Like I need to quit. It went straight to there, right? Doom and gloom. Uh, so straight with my
0: straight there.
3: <laughs> yeah. It went, like no happiness, no, oh my god, are you approved me. No, like I'm approved, I'm gonna die in, in June. Yeah. <laughs> Do not fast go. Yeah. Go straight to yeah. doom and gloom. Yeah, like I was born in June, I'm gonna die in June. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> and um and so uh so th- that was the initial reaction. Um, and then also I tend to be Um, when something big or momentous happens in my life in that moment I tend to, and this is, and everything, you know, everything is rooted from your childhood, right? Mm -hmm. So my childhood had trauma. And so the way to survive that trauma was just to go inward, insulate myself, close myself off and not feel anything. Mm
4: -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so
3: that's, that is just what I do when, when something happens, good or bad, momentous. I go, I shut myself off. And I didn't feel anything, you know. And so that was essentially what happened. Um, Over the next few days, uh, it started to sink in and I came out and I got excited and happy and, you know, was ready to do it. And uh, by the morning, by the day of the surgery morning, uh, I had to think I had to be there at like, I don't know, 5 a.m. or something. And I lived two hours from there. So I had to, you know, I would have to leave my house at three and so. You know, I'm a big guy. It takes me 45 minutes to shower and get dressed, so that means I have mm-hmm. to do. So I just didn't go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: going to get some sleep. Morning, you're
0: yeah. going to get some sleep at the, during yeah. the surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, completely off topic, but we digress as our podcast, like because <laughs> <podcast. laughs> we're 80. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of showering, a lot of people were like, "Look at they're like, yes, he's living like a king. The fan on him." clothes
0: off walking yeah, around I naked that. i love oh, those oh my god eating breakfast like a, tacos naked with a fan like, on you i'm like goals. i've done that <laughs> well yeah. and but again they liked your
1: transparency and and saying like okay well this is how i dry off like this is mm-hmm. this is yeah. you know and i'm like wow that's freaking awesome because he's right. just keeping it real yeah
3: yeah and a lot of people i read in those comments a lot of people were like uh that's really smart to use a fan to dry yourself off
1: well, apparently you're the
0: smartest cast member, to be honest. <laughs> am <I>. Well, that <laughs> seems to be the consensus so far. And, you know, this last hour and a half or so of talking to you, I think um, I, I dare say yes. I mean, oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Uh, no, you've been fascinating to talk to. I want to keep, I want, I, I, there's so much I, more I want to cover, not just like what we saw in the show, but like, you know, you've, you've got this great insight into you, so, into your own, you know, the self insight that, um, awareness, yeah, awareness. Yeah. That's the word. Sorry. MS brain. <laughs> I have MS. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so that's my excuse for everything. Um, hey, actually I have
3: COVID brain. So, you know, yeah, that's that when like when I like I have when,
1: mom brain. So, we're all just, you, you know, we're living like,
3: in the yeah, like at work when they're like, uh, I've already given you that information. I'm like, oh, I have bad short term memory from COVID. Can you give it to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh -uh. (laughs) Anything mentioned COVID. Um, So we saw on the show you get down to I don't have the numbers in front of me, but by a significant amount. Now, can you tell us what your goal weight was on the show? Like like and where where we saw you get down to. And if you can tell us where you're at now.
3: So I can't give any specific numbers. OK, about Um, where you're at now. Uh, you, where I'm at now for, let okay. you draw conclusions as to why, right? Um, wink, wink, got it. Got yeah, it. <laughs> but um, I have lost since the show. Now, I'm not going to lie. There was a little bit, uh, there was a time between the surgery and having lost a lot of weight that I eased up, you know, as we all do. And mm-hmm. I did gain a little bit of weight back. Okay. Um, so that's why if you, if you happen to go on my social media, you'll see they're like, Oh, that number doesn't match the show mm. number. You know, mm-hmm. I did gain weight back, but I've lost.
0: Back. You've lost again and you've continued to lose sense. So you're, you're continuing this, to yes. work towards, towards yes. that. Did Are you able to talk about your lymphedema of whether that's been removed? I mean, I guess that was on my
3: notes. <laughs> I was like,
0: I gotta know. about. gotta lymphedema. know. Yeah. Did he get his lymphedema removed or he can't talk about that no. because there may be a follow-up episode.
3: No, it has, it has not been removed. I still have it okay there. i call her betty betty is still <laughs> betty. there you know
0: betty seems so nice and innocent like betty yeah. no betty's causing yeah. betty's a problem i feel like betty's yeah. a problem child yes
3: <laughs> betty, betty is that like that silent assassin mm-hmm. she's like she does she's not there you, you forget she's there and then you go to sit down and you sit on here like oh my god you know betty's there. <laughs> yeah
1: so yeah. how hard is it for you to exercise and do tasks with betty still there
3: um, it has got, it has gotten progressively easier. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, because of the weight, I've lost inches on my hips. So mm-hmm. there's more room for Betty to swing.
0: Right. Mm, okay, right. And,
3: you know, and also as you lose weight, when you lose that much of a significant amount of weight, you're going to have sagging skin. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the skin sags. So she hangs a little lower mm-hmm. and, and because of that, she's not where she was. <laughs> so she uh, is not in my way when I walk. As, okay. Ah, okay. Um, um, but awesome. she's still there, in, right? And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like an old man that. Joan Rivers had this joke, right? Where she takes off her panties and her vagina falls on the floor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like me when I take my bra off now. I totally
3: yeah. get it. For real,
1: down. down. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Right. And so it's like, I just, the mental image I could give is like, my balls hit the floor because Betty's there on the ground, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she's still there.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that balls might be a good segue to my next question. Um oh. Let's go into. Have you been dating since the show? Are, are people other than um, straight white cis women sliding into your DMs? Other meaning other than Lexi. Um, <laughs> what's? Can you tell us about your dating life now? Um, what's going on? Um, Do we need to I, start like uh, like
3: who wants to date Wes website? Right. You know, <laughs> um, I haven't had many men. Many men hit on me since since the weight loss or since the show. Um, there have been some compliments, you know, but there has not been any serious contenders, you know mm. um, I will say, and this goes back into the fetish community and well, you take
0: uh, back into that we haven't yeah. talked about <laughs> it's oh, really okay. on the on the air We've t- we we right, talked right, about right. it offline a little bit yeah. but yes if you want to go into that that would be yeah. you know okay we're, we're fine we're fine with that too it's right, a, right your comfort level
3: right so um and i think you said her name was heather right whose ha- name hanakawa uh, hannah hannah right oh
2: me yeah. Hannah right. call me h. H. h call me h, right. h. Right. Yes. it's okay, japanese so
3: me- <laughs> okay so she maybe she maybe this will make sense to her there is something called the chub chase community right oh yeah community and so gay men you know there's always that stereotype of gay men are ripped and pretty and you know they model model looking right and so when you are anything but that when you're overweight you know 10 pounds to a straight man is Fifty pounds to a gay man, right? Okay, okay. (laughs) I did did not know that. Yeah, and gay weight math.
1: Did not know. Today I learned there's a conversion (laughs) factor
3: in the the
1: calculations.
3: Right, and so, um, very clearly, there were no men that did not fetishize my size that were going to be that were interested in me for years. I'm talking. Oh, I I would say I've been in the chub in the chub in the chub realm. God, probably since I was 18 and I'm 37 now, right? Mm-hmm. And so um I I didn't want to be lonely. You know, I have the mm-hmm. same desires that everybody else has. You know, mm-hmm. I have the same wants and needs. And so uh I went where the people that would appreciate me were at mm-hmm. that makes ab-
0: absolute sense
3: yes and so that- how
0: did it
2: make you feel though because i know some people enjoy the attention and some feel a little bit objectified by it how did how, what was your take on it being the, the target
3: uh both um i felt appreciative of it makes it makes you feel beautiful when somebody tells you you're sexy you mm-hmm. know that makes you that makes you feel good right
4: mm-hmm.
3: um but when you get to the point where you have, you know, some of the guys in, in that community, good, upstanding, kind, great people, uh, they didn't fetishize it. They just enjoyed uh, their, their physical preference was a larger man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? And so that's good. A, a lot of, a lot of men in that community, they like guys of any size, right? They like them small. They like them big. They like them tall. They like them short. They just like men, Um there are those though that take it that step that extra step further and fetish and make it a fetish, and so they're the ones that are like, "Oh God, I want you to be immobile. I want I I want to take care of you all day. I I want to like physically take care of you, not financially, which is we're going to get into that topic. Oh, right? right. <laughs> uh, uh, they're like, you know, I want you to eat so much that uh, you have to lay in bed all day and you can't get up. I want you to get to a thousand pounds.
1: Well, that was going to be my question, the difference between chub chasers and feeders, because, excuse my ignorance on on mm-hmm. that whole situation, but I've heard of like feeders that want to
3: mm-hmm. yes, continue, which is what it sounds like you're
1: talking about. Right.
3: Well, they, uh, they're part and parcel.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So there's a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so those guys are the ones that would really turn me off. I'm not going to lie. There would be sometimes, typically if the guy was really, really hot, because on a side note, you would be surprised at what some of these child chasers look like. Because really? you think, and like fetish guys think, like you would think, oh my God, that's probably some like mouth breather that lives in his mom's basement, you know. That, <laughs> no, it no, it's friends. like a
2: ripped like, gym guy who has like right. an eight pack and a giga Yeah. Yes. And like,
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <the> press <view. laughs> Yes. And, and like, and, and I mean, and they're just in my dating life alone, you know, I have dated politicians I have dated high-ranking and other country politicians. Secretly, they're not going to say anything about that, and I don't Mm -hmm. want to die. We're not going to make
4: any accusations
3: on (laughs) the air. No speculation (laughs) here. Um, I I have dated men from uh, that were in the Republican Party that were um, that worked in the Senate. They weren't senators, but they worked in the Senate, high-ranking in that party. Um, I have dated. Uh, men that uh, the the craziest one to me were like the I had I there was this one guy I did that was a doctor, a very well known doctor in this area. Um it wasn't doctor now, was it? I know. Job I'm career time. choice. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I'm gonna help you and then destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and you know. And and that goes back to I would always be told Oh my you know I like I'm really they would tell me I'm really I really am into you because not only are you big but you've got a good looking face you mm-hmm. carry it well uh, you're confident um, I get told I'm well spoken all the time I, don't, I guess I, was I, just I gonna am going to say
0: you're smart like, and well spoken right. articulate and, you know
3: can and have a conversation engaging you know so you know they really like that. Um, and so I, I would get quite a, good, a, quite a good following there. And, um, there were, let's just say that I was well-known in that community, right? Okay. And, um, and, and so, you know, I did that for many, many years, but I would come across the guys that fetishized it, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, they would be, I think the worst one for me was was when this guy asked me if he could put an apple in my mouth stand behind me slap my ass and call me his suckling pig oh no he wanted, he
2: wanted the lechon roast oh my goodness yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yes yes oh, and, no. yeah and then he wanted to do a spit roast you know a spit roast me and two other guys he wanted to spit roast me wait
0: wait 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 oh wait, like, I that, didn't like know a that sexual one.
2: spit roast yeah that's i one didn't know that
3: fans. one yeah yeah
2: Mm -hmm. wait wait. you guys
3: a dictionary
2: oh my god yeah
4: i feel so you are our own personal i
0: I know i thought i knew stuff but i didn't know i did too i thought i was kinky and i thought it yeah
3: Mm -hmm. okay
0: wow so so a spit roast is
3: spit roast is one in the ass and one in the mouth
0: okay got Uh, it okay
3: uh, yeah and someone in the and and um I mean, so, I watch
0: one, porn, so,
3: right, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: so <laughs> I feel wanted, like I should have come, come across it yeah, at some point. Right,
3: right, right. And so he wanted to be in a, he wanted to do a scenario where I was in the middle and he wanted, he wanted to, but he wanted to be in behind me and slap my ass and say, Sue, piggy, 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 piggy. And I'm not into, that's not me. If that's your thing. Honey, you do you. That's your thing. Right. Get right. on with it. But mm-hmm. I'm not, you know. Um, but at some point you are, I was, I keep, I don't want to speak for the entire community. I'll just speak for myself. And so uh, there were some points where I would be so, um, desperate for human contact because you have to remember, as I said on the show, I ate intentionally subconsciously. I would eat to make myself bigger so that people couldn't hurt me people wouldn't people wouldn't want me i wouldn't be desirable so they couldn't hurt me right? right and i would 100% the truth but again gemini brain gemini mind there's that other side of me that wants companionship that one want that people. wanted you know to be loved had sexual desires had those needs that needed to be fulfilled and so um
0: i used it as a form of
3: validation right yeah and so you know i would I I would isolate myself, and I mean there was like a two year period where I didn't get touched. Right, I, would, I went two years without a kiss, without a hug, without nothing. Mm. You know, and um, you would allow people to do things and say that I I would allow people to do things and say things to me that I wasn't comfortable with, only because I wanted to have the contact. Hundred
0: mm-hmm. percent understand that.
3: Um and so I love the Chub Chaser community. Those people, uh, a vast majority of them in the gay community were there for me when I needed them. They were supportive and they were kind and they made me feel great. They made me feel like desirable, like I was a, a human, right? I was something to be desired. Um but I have to be very careful because I don't. I don't think if I'll. I don't think I'll ever just get away from them completely. Um, just because there's a lot of great people there,
4: mm-hmm. but I
3: have had to and will have to continue to be very careful that I don't allow one of the people that don't see me as a human. They see me as a mass of fat. Um, I don't. I can't have them in my life.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: because I can't do it. And again, I'm not kinking them if that's their shame. I mean, if that's their kink, <laughs> you're not they, shaming them, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, that's their kink. If, if that's what they like, and they find somebody that wants to do that, as long as that person is not hurt,
4: mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and they
3: are meant to be able to that give that consent, then do it, honey. Do you? Be mm-hmm. happy. If that's what you like, then do it. But I can't do that.
1: And as you lose the weight and continue to get to, you know, your goal weight, obviously you're it's gonna shift. You know, the the chub mm-hmm. chasers maybe are
3: gonna be attracted to you, right? Or well well, there is a, there's a <laughs> subsect of that, there's a subsect of that community that is all about uh the jiggy, the jiggly, uh the jiggling oh. of your body. And so there is a a I wouldn't say significant portion, but there is a portion of that community that um, are turned on by guys that have had the surgery and are in transition of losing weight Because, you know, when you get to be that size, a lot, for me, at least a lot of, I was big, but my fat was jiggly, but it wasn't as jiggly as it could be. It was hard. It was a lot of, it was firm.
0: Okay. uh, Right.
3: Right. for lack of a better term, you know. No, I and think it fits in perfectly here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so as I lose weight, you know, it softens and it and it 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 becomes blubbery, jiggly, right? And so, <laughs> there are men that like that in that mm-hmm. community. And so,
0: I'm learning so much. I know, it. uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Who says the learning channel isn't? Learning
3: yeah, we're getting the right. <laughs> we're
0: getting the info
1: here. Getting the yeah, education. Yeah. The right. So who yeah. are you looking for? What
0: type of man? Yeah,
4: are that's you looking that was for? gonna be
0: my 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 next.
3: You know, I this sounds so cliche to say. Um physically, if if it was just like if it was just to have a hookup and physically mm-hmm. just have sex, you know, does mm-hmm. we're we're gonna talk about two because in the gay in the gay world, you have sex with the person you love, and then you have a hookup and mm-hmm. and you could have those separately and not be an issue right so is that polyamory no 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 no. okay that's a that's a whole separate okay Okay. yeah polyamory (laughs) polyamory is like on tlc it's like uh it's like sister wives right that's it's akin to that with you know one person or multiple people in one relationship together oh Uh, that's polygamy right right yes Uh, i was gonna say but aside but it's kind of like that but where polygamy is like one like several people are dating one person mm-hmm. polyamory is every person is in a relationship with everyone in them in right the
0: that was my understanding so in yeah. what you're talking about with the person you love and then you also have a hookup mm-hmm.
4: um it's like an open that, relationship
0: yeah. open relationship okay because everybody's so much, if his
2: if it was if his long-term partner was somehow in a relationship with the hookup too, then, then it would be, it would different. be a different dynamic. Yeah. But yeah. if it's just yeah. like consensual non-monogamy, then it. it, it yeah. I told you there's yeah. so many flavors.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We've been, we've talked about this, like yeah. we're, we're trying to get educated on it as right. we're getting more and more. We're actually getting more. Right. more yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And so, and so, um, if it was just purely for have, to have fun, uh, physically, uh, I like, a, I like, a not a, overweight man like my size but i like a thick man okay you know, me I,
1: too
3: I like, <laughs> you know, right i always think i, I always kind of say like like um they look like somebody that was like a bodybuilder but then they let themselves go so like mm-hmm. they still have like the thick muscular arms and the thick muscular legs and their chest is hard but maybe it's a little bigger and you know their stomach they have a little bit of a gut but you know it's still there kind of looks kind of like a you know, I don't know if you ever see like if you look at a baseball player, they Uh-oh, tend to. I have, love baseball. <laughs> right, so they tend to have like really big arms, really big thighs, um, and just an average waist. You know, <laughs> that's what I like. Did I'm you
1: guys like, see um, Jason Momoa when he was out of shape? Because that was hot. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, i was see. like you can be out of shape aquaman I so don't out, care. out of like, shape uh jason
0: momoa
3: is out i say
1: that you know out of shape like very loosely because yes. let's be honest yeah.
3: he's still Clark, good but yeah you know. and and this and people may not know who this is uh the younger younger kids because i can see younger kids i'm 37 right the younger kids may not know but like jose canseco do you know who oh. is? yes
0: I grew up in San Francisco
3: okay, in the eighties. Yeah. So, so I'm a Giants
0: got, fan, but right. that was the yeah. C- Jose Canseco yeah.
3: years. So, yeah. Yeah, so you know how he looked, you know, he was yeah. like especially when he stopped playing baseball, he kind of got he he was not as in great a shape as he was, but he was still a <laughs> when you when you let
2: the muscle relax, you know, because it's a Cuban cannon to play. the I don't know, but
3: right. When the muscle goes from firm to jiggly, yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> you
3: never know who's going to be listening. You,
0: you're what here. about what about height? How tall are you? And does height on them matter?
3: I'm five eleven. Um, I'm five eleven. On a good day, five and Five eleven 5'11 and six six five eleven. And- <laughs> um, i'm like god gotta get every inch you can (laughs) like god damn it god you made me 5'11 you couldn't make me six foot like you couldn't give me (laughs) that fucking inch you know
0: (laughs) he gave you the inches elsewhere i'm assuming yeah Yeah, right exactly
3: (laughs) i'm six foot across but not six foot uh, top and bottom i love it right you know and literally my waist was 79 inches
1: wow wow
3: yeah my waist was 79 inches and a few few days ago i posted on maybe a few weeks ago i don't know if y'all saw but i posted on facebook um i just tried on a pair of pants that i haven't worn in many many years and they're uh five sizes too there's five sizes too big and there were and uh, i was i was since i was a 79 i was in middle sizes you know like immense you have know, like 76 78 80 right I was in the middle so like Five sizes too small, plus, minus an inch. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and uh, and and actually, I think I've gone down two more sizes since then. Congratulations. Excellent. Thank you. I know that I I think I know that I have gone from shirts. I've gone from a nine X to a five X. Okay. Um, and I like my shirts to be a little tight, so I could possibly go down to a four X if I needed to. Okay. All right. And and the pants. I know they've gone from a 79 to at least a 65. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. So at your
1: biggest, where did you buy your clothes at your biggest? Uh where did you find? So
3: there was a website uh, called King Size Direct. Uh, they, I don't know if they still are, but at that, at that time, they were the male counterpart to Lane Bryant. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 And so um, they had pants that went. And all the way up, I think their jeans went all the way up to 80 inches. I mean, I was, uh, after that, after them, there's nowhere else to buy. So I was at the top of the last den, right? Wow. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, so that's where I would buy my jeans. I, I like fashion. I love fashion. I'm into fashion. I love, I love your
1: glasses, by the way. If people listening can't see this right now, his glasses are so cool. Check out the YouTube that we'll
2: put up. (laughs) Yes.
3: And, um, and so, uh. They're just, I don't know nothing cute there. You know, so I, I got into wearing, like, I would wear as dark-washed denim jeans as possible, but for some reason, they they think that guys that are that big, they're not going to be into fashion. So they give them, like, at that time, it was, like, dark-washed jeans were in. So they you had options of, like, that denim that looked like it was from the 80s. Like, it uh-huh. wasn't acid-washed. <laughs> it wasn't acid-washed, but, like, the... Like that like, blue
0: with the yellow stitching.
3: Yeah, yeah, like that... <laughs> was not good. Um and so I I would buy as dark a wash of those as possible. And then I would buy black v-neck t-shirts because I like a v-neck. Um I don't like anything constricting me. And so I would buy black back black v-neck t-shirts. And that that was what I wore every day. A black v-neck t-shirt and a pair of, of blue jeans. I looked like the fat version of uh of uh Michael Gervais was his name Michael Gervais <laughs> Michael
4: Michael Gervais. Uh,
3: not Michael J. What's his name? He's that comedian. He he did The Office. What's his name?
0: Oh, I didn't watch, I didn't watch The Office. He did oh the UK God. version of The Office. Oh, I know you're talking
1: about. Um. Oh my God. My, yeah. Yes, I know the lead guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comedian. Yes,
3: yeah. That's <laughs> killing me. Yeah. Or even or even like Michael Kors. Michael Kors. If you if you know anything about him, he always wears a black shirt in in dark wash jeans, and he says he does that because he doesn't have to think about fashion otherwise. Anyway. It's yeah. Ricky, so Gervais. Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Oh, sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew Gervais was in there somewhere. So, <laughs> I, I, I liked the look of a black T-shirt with a V-neck and blue jeans, and so that's luckily I could buy that from them, um, and uh, that's what I would buy. But I have to tell you, size for bigger people, uh, clothes for pe- bigger sizes are not cheap. Mm. You know, they are not cheap. Mm-hmm. Those those pants would easily cost i could easily spend on one pair of jeans a hundred dollars
0: basis wow yeah not even for like designer like no
3: (laughs) and they're not even even hemmed oh god oh
0: you have to hem them yourself
3: you have to have them hemmed because when your body is this size it's out of shape right it's out of literally out of proportion Mm -hmm. and so normal hem side inseams wouldn't work for you Mm-hmm. so they sell them to you unhemmed and then you you can buy them from them hemmed. But you have to order them a certain size and that's an additional charge yeah um, that's
0: expensive too wow. you never need to get stuff hemmed. Mm-hmm. so the walking around the house naked is also a economic choice yes, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but and, and then as i've lost weight i've been able to go back to there's an uh, there's a chain called dxl and they okay. used to be uh they they they're a conglomerate right now, but they they were like casual. There was like casual mail, Rochester, and I think one more. And they all got bought by the same company. And uh, they've rebranded it as DXL. They actually have storefront locations that you can go to. And um, so I have been able to get down to a size where I can actually go into a store in my clothes
0: now. That is was amazing. Awesome. Yeah, so and you said you're driving now. That's also amazing uh-huh. yes. because you can fit and stuff. What other um, goals have you yet to accomplish that you, that you're looking forward to?
3: Um, I would like to travel again. Okay. Um, I would like to go. I love road trips and I love to see things. And so that's actually my next goal is I want to be able to lose enough weight to where I can get compression garments Mm -hmm. um, and I can wear compression garments so that I can sit in my vehicle and go on a road trip.
1: Well, you're more than welcome to come to the DC area if you're ever deciding to come.
3: And and actually, and and part of that is I also want to get small enough to where I can actually close my seatbelt without an extender.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: That's a good goal to have. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like hearing
2: goals that aren't number-based. Yes. Right, right? <laughs> because that's, that's, sometimes <laughs> the is not going to tell you what you need to be to get there, so. Yeah, and yeah.
3: good. And, so, and I'm going to go back to real quick to what my type is. So we talked yeah. about-
0: Oh, yeah. Like, we never uh, said got a yes or no on height mattering, so.
3: Height, uh, <laughs> um, not too much. I mean, I don't want to look like, I don't want to look like the number 10, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want the guy to be a one and maybe a zero, you know? And so- uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like you know a big guy i want a man that that uh can support physically support this. you want a man yes yeah <laughs> uh but now if i were to if i were to be romantically interested in somebody for like a yeah. date um that really is personality based for me mm-hmm. you know okay. that really is i find effeminate men attractive i okay. find men attractive i actually find and, and I, you'll have to help me with this H, uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> the term, because I still get confused by it, if they were assigned female at birth and then transitioned to male,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, I think that... Trans man. Trans man, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a trans uh, man. Right. Very attractive, open to dating them, you know, okay. no problems yeah. about that. Um, I think when, it's, when it comes to a relationship, I'm probably more attracted to um, masculine energy and I have to say I know that I just said I'm attracted to effeminate men an effeminate man can still have masculine energy mm-hmm. right they can when I say masculine energy I mean assertive maybe i'm a put it this way, i'm a sassy person obviously <laughs> you know and so i need a man sometimes that can rein that in
0: yes yes
3: does that make sense at all yes so you're does. looking mm-hmm. for a
2: more dominant personality it's okay if they're feminine but you do yes. like the masculine air about people exactly and overall exactly. you want someone who's going to take charge
3: yes exactly right and so that's what i tend to gravitate towards really romantically. Is okay. it
0: um, getting too personal if you, you don't have to answer this? Um, top or bottom, or does it matter?
3: Before I answer that, I want to say I am an open book. Nothing okay. is too personal. Um, right. I, I am what they call a side. Okay. I don't know if you guys know that, that terminology. We were learning. learning
0: about it when we covered a season of uh, 90 Day Fiance, where uh-huh. there was... their biggest conflict was one was the top one was the bottom and they want, he wanted a polyamorous Mm -hmm. relationship so that they could both be satisfied.
3: Right. So, um, as a side, a side is someone who, I don't want to speak to everybody. My, my interpretation and identification of a side is that I, while I don't necessarily, um, find bottoming pleasurable, um, i will if i'm with a partner and that and they prefer a bottom someone to bottom i will bottom for them but i personally am more into um like uh, foreplay erotic mm-hmm. sensual foreplay kissing cu- sucking biting nippling uh that kind of stuff that's that's what my arousal and turn on is okay. um i would i i i don't say i'm never going to say in this life that i won't do something i just have never had the opportunity to talk at this point um uh if if i found somebody that you know if i found a verse or a side or a bottom uh that i was attracted to in any other aspect um i that wouldn't be off the table
0: Okay, okay. Those, those you you are very articulate. You're explaining mm-hmm. this in ways Thanks. that I can understand. <laughs> um annoying. and and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it as well. And you know, you guys, he's single. Are you, you're ready to mingle? I'm
3: not <laughs> <laughs> be willing to handle this. Sorry. You know
0: that that I think that could be said authentically of all of us on the screen right now. Yeah. Like, is is we're each individually a lot to handle. Yeah, um, yeah. and so our partner would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's why I'm alone. I'm an Aries, so you know I'm. Just, oh man, I'm living love my living
1: my own life over here. You know, right.
4: Right.
1: <laughs> I do have a question. Is there anything that maybe they didn't cover on the show that got edited out that you want everyone to know either happened or happened differently or just something that was missed that the viewers didn't get to see?
3: Um, you know, I don't think that they focused, I hate to keep my back to this, but I don't think that they focused on the sexual abuse enough. You know, they touched on it. Mm-hmm. They It was definitely a prominent part of the show, mm-hmm. but I want people to know that you can come out from it. Mm
4: -hmm. And
3: so I want people and I wanted, I wanted people to hear how bad it got, excuse me. I wanted them to hear how bad it got because I want them to know that even at those depths, you can come back from it. And coming back from it doesn't mean that you get over it. It doesn't mean that you forget about it and not think about it. It just means that you learn how to live your life, and still have that within you, and mm-hmm. you still learn how to live a healthy life, yeah. and a productive life, with still having that part of, as part of you. Because I wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, I was I was molested for many many years as a child. I was molested for almost five years,
4: mm-hmm.
3: from very very young age of four until I was nine, and. Uh, two years into it, somebody that could have put a stop to it found out and didn't. So then
0: you're trauma, re traumatized all over again. Right.
3: And um, And so uh, I had, there was, you know, a lot of people, a lot, sometimes people will say, well, uh, because the other person that did it to me, they were not 18, they were a minor, but they were old enough to know better, right? I was in a, I was mentally as a child in a position where I could not give consent at all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Of course. You know, uh, yeah. you know, they say, oh, well, anybody under the age can't give consent. I would agree legally. I would agree with that. But I would think at 16, you kind of, you know, this person wasn't 16, but I would think at 16, you know, where you're sticking your dick, you know, mm-hmm. or you're known. If you're it's,
0: you said it started at four. So, I
3: mean, right. there's, yeah. No,
0: no. Yeah. there's no, no, there's no.
3: Right. And so, um you know and so i wish that they would have been a little more broad on that because i want people to know that even at those perverse levels of depravity you can come, come out. Back. on mm-hmm. the other side well
4: you're
0: welcome to use this platform if you would like to Absolutely. share anything additional um i can tell you also as a child sexual assault survivor myself having mm-hmm. you say these kinds of things um mm-hmm. And I think that may be the first time I've admitted that publicly. I had no idea about that. You're welcome,
3: um, so welcome. Thank you, for, I'm, I'm proud. you know, I'm proud um, of you. I'm proud I, of you for, for taking that. Thank honor.
0: you, thank you. I, I, you know, I, I, it's something I worked on a lot. You know, through mm-hmm. my uh, sobriety and therapy and therapy and <laughs> you know all those things. Yeah, but I, I appreciate the things that you're saying about it, and mm-hmm. um, and and I don't think anybody would disagree that um. Mm-hmm. It is depraved, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I mean, the floor you know, is yours, should you right. want to, you use know, it. I,
3: I, I, I want to say, probably in my mind, the worst thing that happened with that for uh, the one of them. So, my parents were di- are divorced, mm-hmm. and um, this individual. I'm trying to be, um, make sure that I can't be, I'm trying to make sure that I'm saying this not being slanderous. Right. Right. Um, So that individual knew that there were going to be times during the week that I wasn't there because I was with my mother. Mm. And so for the days that they were going to lose access to me, they would make up for it during the week by doing it Mm. multiple times a day. And, uh, there were times when I would, uh, wake up and things would be happening to me. And, um, and so that coupled with, they would have me do things like, um, obviously strip naked and like parade around uh, their parade around them, pretending to be a woman, pretending to be their wife, uh, sit on their lap and pretend we had children and, uh, yell at the children. Um, and I think the most sadistic one out of all, and, and, and everything I'm telling you guys are things that I wish would have, I wish, I wish we could have talked about on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the most sadistic one was they used to put bowls of chips, popcorn, whatever on the floor and then have me walk around on all fours, pretending that I was a cow, and eat out of the bowls as if they were a trough. Mm-hmm. And then they would get behind me and mount me like they like they were a bull, and and would make me uh, make the sounds of a, a cow, you know, moo and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, when I say that it it was perverse depravity, at, you know, the most base level, it was,
4: mm-hmm. and.
3: Uh, That's, I just wish that they would have gone deeper into that because um, I want people to know that you can come through that. And I also want to say, and I know I said this on the show and I think they played it, but I also want to say, in order for you to do that to somebody, you just have to have had that happen to you. You know, you don't, you don't... uh, in my mind, at least, I don't understand how somebody that does that to someone can't be someone that's damaged themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so without taking away culpability from that person or Mm -hmm. excusing what they did, I want them to know that I hope that they have or will get the help that they need. Because I know what it's done to me. And I know what, what it's done to my life. And I would never want that to happen or I would never want anybody else to go through that. And I'm sorry that if they had to go through something like that I am so sorry from the depths of my soul. I'm sorry that they had to experience that and I hope that they get help.
0: That's a that's just a really such an amazing and inspired message. And and yeah that 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 message did make it on the show because I remember hearing that and going yeah part yeah, of that did yeah. That's a really that's a really good perspective to have on it. Um and 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 I'm, 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 you know, so glad that you're, you're able to, to share that message, and you're in a place, um, mentally, emotionally, you know, physically, all of these things that you're able to spread that message because, even if just one person hears it, even if that person's me, you know, and it helps me deal with my childhood trauma, you know. And, and um, I want
3: to I want to, inter, and I want to interject real quick, and sure. for me to you directly. Oh, sure. I want to say thank you. Uh, for having the bravery to say what you said about your experience. And I want you to know that I understand it and I know the pain that it that it causes. And uh, you had nothing to do with that. You, I'm sure you are now and you were then a beautiful person. <laughs> and you have a light within you that cannot, should not be extinguished and don't ever let that extinguish your light. Oh, That's thank you. Want.
1: Thank you. I'm like... I'm crying. I'm sorry. I, know. I, just, I, I feel like you're you're so brave in coming forward and, and articulate and even in your response, just selfless and just how you feel sorry for, you know, the person, the perpetrator. And I wanted to ask you, too, I'm sure that they didn't face any legal consequences or, or whatnot. And how have you been able to move forward in knowing that? I don't want to say they got away with something, but that's, um, you, you know, how do I want to say that? This. I'm sorry, I'm very emotional right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, for that me, the, the, they're, they that have they're living a, their lives right. and maybe not facing the consequences of their actions. And are you able to, to was that hard to process that knowing that they were still living
0: their lives? Like you're not prosecuting without, them or- I'm sorry, does that make sense? You? I'm sorry, yeah, this no, is-
3: I didn't get any justice, you know. Thank and you, they, yes. And, and this person is out there having no consequences for their actions. Exactly, they, thank right, you. They, yeah. they, they destroyed a significant portion of my life. Mm -hmm. They caused me immeasurable amounts of pain and sorrow that I could never express. I don't think words could express what they did to me. Um, It was hard for a very long time to know that they got away with that. Um, And this, again, this is another cliche. But in order for me to live my life, I have to reclaim my power. And allowing them to have a, an impact on my life every day in uh, every little action I do rooted back to that uh, giving them that power and giving them that control without my consent because now we're going to go back to fetish without giving my consent, consent. Mm-hmm. for that to be lost um, I had to reclaim that so that I had my truth and my power again and so for many many years you know, I was upset. All I can say now about them is, again, I hope they get the help they need. Um, and if and if it helps them in any way, I forgive them. Mm. I forgive them for what they did to me. I don't forget what they did to me. And it's I don't not the same
0: them- thing. Forgiveness right. is not forgetting.
3: Right. right, and I don't want them to think that I, I and saying what they did was appropriate because it was not. Um, but I had to forgive them so that I could move on. It's it's almost like saying, you know, I liken this to when you have, I don't know if you've ever had a boil or an infected hair but you know, you know how painful a boil is. But if you don't touch it, that boil doesn't hurt. Mm, right? Okay. Uh, if you touch it, that boil starts to hurt. But if you just leave it alone and don't get around it, you ignore it, you don't breathe on it. It doesn't hurt. But that boil is also filled with pus and blood and everything that happens in a boil, right? You have to, (laughs) right. You have to get rid of that boil. And so the only way to get rid of that boil is to pop it, Mm -hmm. make it hurt to get Mm. rid of the infection. And so you want to get rid of that pain? You want to get rid of that infection in your life? Well, you have to go through the pain. You have to clear it out.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I'm, I'm, that's that's just such an, a mm, mm-hmm. I can't I can't say anything else after this. Like you you <laughs> I, I think you think need to do we we need
1: to we need to get you on the TED talk train, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I expect. <laughs> to hear a ted talk in the next uh, six months or so right yeah um
0: (laughs) that is such a good the only way yeah you know the the only way um what is it the only way through it is wait i don't know whatever it is
3: you have to go through it the only way to drain the the only way to drain the boil is to is to the only way to get rid of the boil is to drain the infection and that's going to hurt like hell but you got to do it but you got to do it you got to do it and you got to you got to do it for the for the betterment of you.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you are in an amazing place, and you are um, well on your way to inspiring hundreds of millions of people. Um, from what what just what was on the show was amazing, and then hearing mm-hmm. you now, and whatever other you know, all the other speaking you know engagements that you're you're going to engage in when you have your podcast come out. I- um, what's the name of that again? it's gonna be
3: i i hopefully and i we've agreed upon it court of queers court of queers court like c-o-u-r-t like court. right like, like court yeah. Of
0: queers. yeah
2: yeah we'll follow <laughs> like you I, we'll be practice. listening i yeah. like <laughs> it it's like dungeon dragon's
3: Yes, exactly. Dungeons, exactly. Oh. Right. Well, exactly. Dungeons and Drag Queens. Dungeons and Drag Queens? That might be another title there. Uh, Dungeons dra- I love those. Oh my
0: God, that's the, the one you two, gonna do, is, right? yeah. oh Hanakawa, you two are going to do, right? Wes and Hanakawa, you two are going to do Dungeons and Drag I'm good drag for queens.
2: ideas, not for time. I have no capacity. <laughs> I know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right?
3: But then, yeah, that's, that's um, you know, we are all, we all met, my friends and I that are going to do it, we all met through gaming you know, uh-huh. and, you know nice. um like my you know and you have an online when you're gaming you have a gamer tag mm-hmm. you know i'm known as uh i'm lord velveteen that's my game name i and, love it uh, yeah and so you know you'd ask about my twitch my twitch will probably be under my when i get that started mm-hmm. will be under my gaming tag lord velveteen you know okay so
2: you get it started like asap because you want people to click that link as their following you yeah uh, this is uh, this episode yeah that's my only advice from growing on twitch and like screwing myself over from not putting it there sooner
3: <laughs> and there you, you go you put, you put that link on like your instagram bio like i don't understand i how-
2: do i do i'll put arrows and say like links and then do like a link tree or even buy your own domain and do like and i can you can message me afterwards but <laughs> <gonna> say, <laughs> so you guys can it's talk offline then oh, you they'll you click want- that yeah. link and see all of your stuff and then they'll probably okay. click it all
4: okay cool. because they're nosy you yes
2: um
0: (laughs) so it's been it's been so fantastic um to have you on uh you are truly inspiring uh inspired all of us i strongly believe um my higher power uh who is female um because i'm an angry feminist um (laughs) i believe that she speaks to me through other people and Uh she certainly brought you into our lives via yeah DLC doctor now who knew that between that episode that my love for trash TV would bring you <laughs> onto my screen, giving me inspirational advice about dealing with childhood trauma. Who knew? Um, yeah. But there it is, you guys. Um, I'm so, so grateful that you gave us this time tonight. Um, do you, is there anything that you want to close with that anything that you want to say last word as it were?
3: Love yourself. That's all I'll say. Love yourself.
4: <laughs>
0: that is a fantastic one, and thank you guys for all tuning in. And we'll have all of Wes's contact information in the in the the, the show notes. Um, but if you want to let the people know where they can find you,
3: right now, currently Instagram my six hundred pound life Wes. Facebook, West.Schultz, Twitter, West.Schultz. Excellent. And Twitch, I'm
0: Excellent. And we'll continue to keep up. You guys can follow him. He'll have all of those updates. We'll follow. We'll continue to follow him and have his updates. Um, if you do a, a, another a follow-up episode, we'd love to, to, to fo- continue to follow you and have you on again. Um, great, inspiring. Again, thank you so much for all your time tonight.
1: Thank you. It was such a wonderful time getting to know you and mm-hmm. thank you for being open, honest, and mm-hmm. just amazing. Thank you. Thank y'all
3: Thank y'all for inviting me and having me. And I have to say, it felt like I was just talking to a group of friends, you know, oh, uh, so, uh, that makes my yeah. heart happy.
0: Um, yeah. thank you again. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, check out, check us out on Facebook, uh, www.thefraudcast.com for any kind of merch like the uh, Lexi's coffee mug or anything else and all of um, Wes's links plus we'll have some other links about um, child sexual sexual abuse survivors and you know some other um, resources and things like that um, will be on in the show notes as well thank you guys all for tuning in I appreciate it I